Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze all the films in the DC Cinematic Universe by each individual minute. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Rebecca Johnson. You can find me on Twitter at DerbyKid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. And I am one of the co-hosts of Supergirl Radio. Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) That's how we're supposed to start to do the intros from now on. All right, well, today we're actually going to be talking about minute number 119 of Man of Steel. And this minute's going to start out with, uh, again, more of the uh, U.S. Air Force troopers on the uh, plane shooting at Feora. And uh, it's going to end with... Uh, I didn't want to go too far, so I, I kind of said it's going to end as the, uh, the the bombers colliding <laughs> with the Black Zero. I wrote, Hardy crashing the uh c17 into the black zero yeah so we're just gonna end it yeah. there because there's there's, there's a this little, is uh yeah. this it's is the last point. minute of feora Oof. Heart's breaking. moment of silence here <laughs> i'm very upset about it but this is uh this minute seems to focus on her a lot mm-hmm. you know this, this is the, re- the resolution of these two warriors yeah exactly there there is that you know this is the second battle between Colonel Nathan Hardy and Feora. Um, but, you know, I, I like that if this is going to be the last minute Feora's in, it was a hefty minute of Feora. Of just, you know, I said yesterday that it was just, it was a lot of, uh, like, a serial killer vibe with Feora. And it, in this minute, it really is. Like, everything she does and every kind of shot is, like, Jason, Friday the 13th, like... <laughs> Doesn't have to run, doesn't have to catch up, just shows up like, hey, I'm here. Um, So uh, I just, I love every bit of it. Um, But I also had some questions, and it could be like continuity questioning here, um, because not only is this minute about her, but it's also about Emil Hamilton, who, um, now that he's kind of got the the Kal-El bomb kind of set and ready to go, he just has to insert the rest of the command key into the port. Um, but while every time it focuses on him, you hear a lot of gunshots and stuff that kind of imply that Feyor is just kind of standing still. Because every time it goes back to her, she's in the same position, and then she decides to, to kill whoever is shooting at her. Sure. So it's like you hear, every time they show him, you hear like multiple gunshots and like all kinds of stuff that's going on. But it's like, when you think about it, it doesn't line up. Unless she's just standing there like, all right, I got to stand here for a bit while y'all shoot me. So, yeah, I think so. So it could just be some continuity continuity questioning. Um, but yeah, she disposes of the two soldiers in front of Nathan Hardy on the cargo ship. Uh, the guy with the grenade launcher and the other guy with the other weapon. And then um, lowers her mask down. Upon seeing Hardy, she kind of smirks and leers at him. Um I, I wanted to note that it's as she's she's running up past the two soldiers and then going up to Hardy right before she has that amazing look. Um, her head is kind of tilted down, and she still has her helmet on, and it looks like, and I think it goes along with like the makeup that she has on. But the eyes, I think, I don't know if we said it before. It's like it's a little darker, kind of shadowing. The helmet still looks like that skull kind of aspect that we had in the very beginning of that one pilot with all like the dark you know Ness and then Zod when he came on the television still very skull like you know what I mean mm-hmm. very ominous kind of scary I think her eyes are the best part of this minute 
<laughs> Honestly, I'll, I'll agree with you. I mean, she is a model, but you know, it's definitely like Baylor's got great eyes. You don't have to be a model to have great eyes, Mark. Or well, you do have to have great eyes to be a model. Go look in the mirror. Are you calling me a model? Hey, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> you get no dialogue from her at all this minute, so it's. Uh, I think it's also adds to her serial killer vibe, but. Um, should I keep going? You guys have anything? No, yeah, keep add? going. I just have, she catches Hardy's eye. They look at each other. They exchange a, <laughs> oh, you again. But she's more like, this time I'm going to kill you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch you. <laughs> well, Feora doesn't really need to say anything in this minute because she lets all of her actions do the talking for her. One of my favorite shots in, in a little bit with Feora, you have to almost go frame by frame because she's so fast. And oh, yeah. that's one of the things I like about the, this characters that you know kryptonians have super speed but sometimes you don't get to see it as much with zod uh or superman and except when they fly of course but uh feora particularly and very specifically used her super speed a lot and there's a mm-hmm. moment where she busts through like one of the walls of the jet to get to hardy and it's just it's so quick but when you when you go frame by frame you really get to see how she punctures that wall and that's really cool. And I and she's so vicious. And, you know, if you're going to go out, go out with a bang, go out in a, a blaze of glory. And she is so vicious. That And one of the things I like about this minute is that she sort of is put in the same position as Cal later on in the movie. She actually snaps one of the soldiers' necks. And uh, she does it with no hesitation, no concern for anyone, no concern for humanity, which is, of course, a contrast to Superman, who really hesitates. He doesn't want to have to to kill Zod, spoiler alert. Uh, But I I like that contrast between those two characters that Superman, uh, Clark, Cal, whatever you want to call him, he, he does have an affinity for Earth and humans, but... Feora doesn't care. She's she's going to do whatever she can do to stop these people from attacking them. So I, I like that contrast with her character in this minute. That's good. 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 Uh, good we see thing another. To point out. We see another character in the next film snap somebody's neck. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's just a choreographer being like, "Oh, I love this move. Let's have this." <laughs> yeah, um, could, could be. Well, we do. We do see. Yeah, good old neck snapping in this. Yeah, minute. she does. I did write down that she does have. She, she's. She's got a good grasp on super speed. Like she knows. It's like one of the one things it's like, you know, everybody has like their niche of what they can do. Like, oh, this person's good at that. If I were to say like Cal was good at something, heat vision. Like just one and only thing about like right now is like these like uh, fresh new, you know, powers that you can do. Mm-hmm. Heat vision's his thing. Or flight. Maybe we just see that more. No, man. He's he super just learned... good at flying. Just from what we saw in this movie. I don't know. I think he's pretty good at it. Like, the things that he's mastered, it's flying. I'd say heat vision. All right, whatever. He did that as a little kid, man. Remember the doorknob? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, you're right. He healed Lois. the yeah. wound. Yeah, okay. He went to medical school right, specifically. Right, it's right. like, all right, how do you use lasers to heal wounds? <laughs> Google search. How to use lasers. <laughs> um, yeah, she she breaks through uh, part of the ship to get to, to catch up to Nathan Hardy uh, very effortlessly. Yeah, she tears through that thing like paper. I love her, like, kind of angered look. Like, after she kind of leers at Hardy a bit, he, like, turns and runs up the stairs real <laughs> quick. And she just does, like, a, like, kind of, like, pissed look. And I think she's, like, using a, you know, oh, no, she can't be using different vision because no, she's she got can't. her helmet she's on. She's got the helmet on. Yeah. So, wh- how did she know she was going to tear through that thing? 
Um, she didn't care. She just did it anyway. knowledge of a ship. I don't know. She just didn't care. Like, oh, this is one corridor. Oh, this, this girl wall leads doesn't to a care at all anymore. At this point, she's never cared. This woman has never cared about anything except she cared about Krypton. She does she care cried, about Krypton. Man. She did cry. She cared about her hair. She does care about her hair. Uh, and <laughs> I like I wrote down here. She slaps a man to death. It's literally <laughs> what she did after the, breaking through the wall. Oh yeah. She just unless she punched him, but I, th- I think it's a it's a punch slap. It's like she hits like your your hand is a fist, but like you're hitting like with that. That's how she slapped him. Like with your, he's with your, dead though. With your fingers, you know what I mean, like the inside of your, inside of your fist. Well, in in boxing, there is a term called back fist, where you use the back of your fist to use as a punch. So maybe, maybe that's what she was doing. She was doing a back fist. Do back fists come like across your body from like, uh, I guess depending on what hand you are. I'm using my left hand, so it comes from right to left. Like you're backhanding someone, or is it like the sort of like of your yeah. Fist? Yeah, I guess sort of like how you're backhanding somebody, you would go outwards. Is there anything where, like, if if you were to slap someone, like, normally, like, with your palm, but instead of using your your hand uh, all the way outstretched, you close it? uh, In boxing, I don't know of. I I only know about the back fist, but uh, maybe there is a move like that that I don't know of. Maybe it's just a really wrong that's way why, of hitting that's why we got. That's why we got Rebecca on this show. We th- we knew she was a really good expert in slapping people, so we're like, hey, <laughs> show and tell us about how to slap someone properly. Yeah, yeah you don't don't let that get out. That's those are those are my secret moves. Ooh, <laughs> good thing no one listens to this podcast. Um, <laughs> well, hey, you know uh, something just popped up in my head, and uh, is there anything you can like kind of compare with? Since you talk about Supergirl a lot, is there a way you can compare Feyre? This is another Kryptonian. Yeah, female Kryptonian. Uh, well, in in terms of the use of Kryptonian, I, I think it, uh, uh, abilities. I, I think this movie does such a like I said before the use of super speed. Like on Supergirl, one of the things I wish that they showed more of with Supergirl is showing her super speed. They do it occasionally, but the way it's depicted in this movie is just awesome because sometimes you barely even see her and so i think that's one of the cool things uh, about feora and feora just takes all the bullets she lets them shoot as much as as they want to at her but um and also i think one of her uh, abilities that she uses in this minute in particular is not necessarily a kryptonian ability but she is very intimidating i think her attitude is also one of her uh quote superpowers is that she she can stare somebody down with just a look, and it's almost as worse as if you, if you got slapped by Feora. She's just scary and intimidating, and she and mm-hmm. like you said, she doesn't care. So I, I think that's a very um, you would not want to go up against her. I would. Yeah, even if she <laughs> even if she didn't have the super abilities because of the planet she's on, what she's doing is still very Feora. You yeah, know, like absolutely. That's, you know, just her uh, upbringing as a warrior is still pretty cool. But I guess there is a big difference between her fighting style and Supergirl's because uh, Kara is well. Who was she trained by in the show? Wasn't it? Isn't it? Um, Martian Manhunter? Or I don't. I don't know. I, I apologize. I don't watch the Supergirl CW show. She, I actually she... fell off on all the CW shows. So I feel like I remember her heat vision's blue. Is that a thing? Uh, well, she is trained by, well, they, they do the heat vision uh, kind of similarly 
to uh, Man of Steel where it kind of comes through in the eyes. It sort of starts through the eyes and the, the effects. Uh, but she's trained by the Department of uh, Ex- Extra Normal Operations and the DEO and uh, her sister, who is also Not- a, a, high, a highly skilled fighter. So that's kind of where she gets her training. Who trained? Who's where's Ted Grant fit? In? Was that an Arrow? That was Arrow. Yes, he okay. he trained uh, Laurel Lance's Black Canary. Okay, all right. Well, see, I don't know. And then, I, so, so Cal doesn't. I know that he did show up in the Supergirl show. I remember seeing ads and stuff on it where there was like a super a couple of Superman episodes. Do they have a, a training session? Does she learn more about her powers by looking at Cal? They sort of spar with each other, but I don't. I don't think he really teaches her how to fight. Uh, I, I I do think that's more of a, something I would associate with the DEO because they do kind of have training sessions. But uh, Superman on the show is very experienced. He's been doing it for a long time. But I think he just he gives her some tips. How old is Kara necessi- in the show? How old is she she is in her twenties. Uh, probably oof, I forget now. Uh, but she's she's uh, probably mid to late twenties. That wouldn't be a Kal El thing to do to train someone how to fight. Um, depending, depend, <laughs> depending, depends on your timeline, depends on your Earth, and I it just depends like on your story that you're following. This guy is the kind of guy who, I don't know, wouldn't Cal does train car. I mean, at one to point. train to defend yourself, but not to train to like get good at combat. Yeah, to get I don't to, know to be to use this... to use her powers better. Yeah, he does. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do see like what Feor is more of like the use, utilizing speed in combat where I feel like uh, Kara is more of like a heavy hitting. Yeah, she's, she's a puncher. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Very kind of, not to dog on her, but like slower movements, but heavier. She's force. always been. Yeah. I mean, look at Crisis. She was just like, I'm going to punch this guy until I can't punch <laughs> yeah. him anymore. And then right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that, I, I didn't know. That was just popped in my head i was like oh yeah she talks about cars or else you like Kara as a red lantern she has anger i do issues. like Kara as a red lantern yeah. <laughs> she definitely has anger issues that that the Kara red lantern storyline was one of my favorite mm-hmm. i'm not the biggest supergirl fan but i do like that they have the underlying you know thoughts of hey this girl's got some really heavy anger issues and there's a way out of there yeah absolutely um so going back to Feora and Colonel Hardy, uh, she kind of snaps that dude's neck while kind of staring at Hardy. And then Emil Hamilton finally does it. He presses the um, the key into the port. It kind of sets off the chain reaction that will be the bomb. So now it's like fully armed. Uh, it's about to go off. And Colonel Hardy delivers the line, a good death is its own reward uh, before throttling the plane into the black zero do you have a question <laughs> well we had thought that this is what Feyre says to everybody right before she kills them so it's like if we go about that route, those who earn it uh it's more of like what we said jules and ezekiel um so like she says it to everybody so like if she's like just now if she's hearing it back from someone else she's like what that's what i say <laughs> um I mean, yeah, more realistically, she would say it to, like, people, those who deserve it and everything. But for sake of comedy, that we can try to pull someone out of the show. I, my question was, um, who, who do you what, think you what are? What gives you the right? <laughs> no. <laughs> who, 
who asked you uh, to to fly that plane into the Black Zero? Like, like think of everyone else on that ship. Think of Emil Hamilton. Think I of think Lois he's pulling Lane. rank. Well, come on. I mean, if Lois Lane didn't fly off because she does fall off the ship in, in this minute. If she didn't, she would have died. Sacrifice that needed to be made, man. Hold he on. Was a pilot. You can't just say that because it's like, what if she died? What would have happened? What would be the aftermath of like, like, Cal, hey, guess what? Lois Lane died in that black hole zero event. And it's like, why did you do that? Like, who? I don't know. Well, that's a that's a military man thing, right? Like yeah. he 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 he's going to do whatever he can to 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 do to succeed in the mission. And I think. Unfortunately, with war and, you know, fighting like that, you would have to maybe sometimes, unfortunately, sacrifice people in, in the cause of, of uh, succeeding in your mission. So I, I guess in his mind, that's what he was thinking. But yeah, you're right. Like, there are other people on board that ship aside from just him. And it's unfortunate because I think when they decided to sign on to getting aboard this big jet, <laughs> they were like, oh, we'll just we'll just get on there and we'll drop the bomb and we'll fly out. Like, I think that's probably what they thought. Like, I don't think they signed on for a suicide mission when they boarded that plane. So it does get pretty real in this minute. Yeah. Yeah, who do you think you are, Will Smith? <laughs> get it? Suicides? I'm going to stop right there. Um, <laughs> Could have been Independence Day, too. No, that's the other guy. What was that guy, guy who flies in? The, we're not doing that. Anyways. Uh, Bill Coleman was the president. No, that guy who flies in this ship. Oh. He's, oh. Ed, he's cousin Ed in vacation. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so he flies uh, the C-17 into the Black Zero and sets off the chain reaction. And Lois Lane does fall off. And uh, unfortunately, this is the last that we see of Feora. And uh, she does have a very puzzled look at hardy when he does it and then she just kind of watches it happen razal ghoul style does do it yeah that's exactly it does happen we call him raz or Raish. what's the general consensus I here used to call him raz now i just have to call him Raish because that's apparently the right way to call him apparently <laughs> it's like uh do you say magneto or magneto Ooh. because i've been i started saying magneto now magneto yeah it's why because it's a magnet no one says, hey, can you pass me that magnet? <laughs> <laughs> so. I guess uh, it depends on if it has like that long E sound, you know, like uh, phonetics. Sure. Uh, <laughs> did you guys have anything else for today's minute? Any eulogies for Feor or anything? Well, I, I do think this is a, a good scene to go out uh, with Feora and uh, Colonel Hardy. And I, one of the things I noticed when watching this minute by minute is that Colonel Hardy, I was, I was sort of looking at background things that were going on and I looked at, I was trying to find his, what was going on with his patches that he has on his, his uh, flight suit, I guess it is. And one of them is a skeleton on the patch of his left arm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, I don't know if this was intentional, but I sort of took away that that's a, another element of foreshadowing his death. Like they talk about a good death is its own reward. And of course that's mm. something that uh, he throws back into Feora's face, which she looks a little confused when he says it. But um, but I think he thought it was a, a it's a good line for him to go out on. I, I really like that line, and uh, so I, I I caught the uh, skeleton patch on his left arm. So I thought that was a a neat thing to throw in there. Yeah, it's good, good uh, foreshadowing. I wonder if it's like a, like an actual in, like 
in real life like a, a patch that sig- signifies a certain thing but i kind of took it as like an angel of death because it does have a bow and arrow and it's like an it's like a skeleton so i kind of took it as one of those things but if it is like the angel of death very fitting for this plane to crash into the black zero is there any reference to guardian in that not actually guardian the superhero but guardian as in i don't know bow and arrow sagittarius guardian no i can't think of anything no that's fine he has a lot of patches that I kind of briefly skinned, but uh, that was the that one's on his uh, his left shoulder. Right, right. Yeah. So I was thinking now that you said said about Feyre looking at him like kind of confused as like hearing those words back to her. Mm-hmm. Maybe she didn't even take any consideration that humans would do something so brave, if you will, as to like sacrifice themselves, like what he's doing. You know, with like. You know, pretty much sacrificed. But for Nathan Hardy, she shouldn't be surprised. Maybe she wasn't expecting them to do that. Maybe she was just thinking so little of humans that it's like, I'm just going to slap them away to kill them in one blow. And this guy's like actually taking his life. And I think there's a a, a more deeper meaning to the phrase that Feyre utters. I like that. It's its own reward. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. he He has to choose to sacrifice himself. And that probably would. I like that. I think she would be confused about a human doing that. Yeah. Maybe she's maybe all of their opponents have never been as huh, proud. Honorable? Honorable is a better word. Nice. Proud's very demeaning. Yeah. So like this is the first time she's actually met, you know, met her match with another warrior. Yeah, I, we talked about that. She weeks did pull ago out the knife. When and it's like how often do you think she pulls out that knife for yeah, hand combat? The Battle of Smallville. I I think we said uh we concluded with like, oh, she's very impressed with his resilience. His yeah, and his him continuing to fight her regardless of it being one sided. And then even a second time, it's just like she's this is like you said uh earlier today, this is the final bout between these two warriors. Mm-hmm. Like they are warriors of their of their kind. Yeah. So yeah, it it is a it's a you know, it's a just a great match between the two. It's you know, it's it's amazing. Um but yeah, this this is the end of it for both of them, so um cue Michael Jackson song and go. Which one? This is it? This is it? oh okay, yeah. sure. Um <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. Don't forget, guys, definitely check out Supergirl Radio and Justice League Universe Podcast. And uh, we also do Tarantino Minute, which is uh, right now we're doing Reservoir Dogs one minute at a time. Uh, you can find all our shows on twooldmedia.com. Uh, and you can find our show on all social media at DCEU Minute. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.